As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Get a mentor that knows what he's doing in your area because he or she will be able to give you all the knowledge that you're missing and he'll teach you along the way. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? You need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available. Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? Your loyal best ever listener, the founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times and they have been a previous sponsor and they love working with the best ever listeners and they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Nick Watkins. How you doing, Nick? Good, Joe. And yourself? I am doing well. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Nick. He's 28 years old and has two duplexes and three single family homes, and he has done two wholesale deals. He's used hard money and refinancing for zero down and he self-manages. He's a hands-on investor with no property management company he's working with. He is the property management company. With that being said, Nick, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I currently still have a 9 to 5 job. I work actually 3 a.m. to 1 p.m. driving a high-low. I started out basically having a mortgage that I wasn't used to paying because like every young kid, my mom didn't charge me rent. So I wanted to figure out a way how to get somebody else to pay that for me. So my wife and I started looking at duplexes when we got married at about 20 years old, figured out that it actually worked, that somebody else could pay it, and it kind of blew up from there. Wow. You said you have a nine to five job, and then you said your hours. I was like, wait, that's not nine to five. You have a 3 a.m. Yeah, I say 3 a.m. to 1 p.m., Monday through Friday, just working to pay off debt. What do you do? I a high for a manufacturing company. It's a machine to move heavy things around. Thank you. I was like, wait, does it driving Ohio mean? <laughs> okay, you drive a high-low. Got it. So 3 a.m. to 1 p.m. you're doing that. You've acquired some properties since your first deal, and you're also wholesaling deals. So one, how are you 
prioritizing your time in order to get these things done? My job is pretty flexible in the fact that I'm allowed to use my phone while I'm there for emergency uses. So my tenants have all rights to contact me there. After that, most people are nine to five. So I'm out one o'clock. I can do four hours worth of work with people that are constantly on the phone. So I can get my deals done that way. All my closings happen after work. Just a big scheduling thing for everything right after my job. Mm-hmm. So wholesaling, truthfully, I try to tell people I'm not a wholesaler. I just happen to fall into it on my past couple deals. So, Elaborate, please, on one specific one. Pick whichever of the two you'd like to discuss. Sure. So first one I ever did, it was located about 20 minutes away from where I normally invest. But due to the fact of talking to people, I had a guy tell me he wanted to get rid of his house, specific number that he kind of wanted. He knew I invest because I talk to everybody. I tell them what I do and what my goals are in life. So he told me what he had. I looked into it. I looked at the deal. I said, yeah, I could probably make it happen. I talked to my mentor. And I was like, hey, this isn't a normal area that I'm comfortable with. What do you think? He's like, hey, you know, if you could flip it, get some money out of it, I think you can do it. So truthfully, I called my hard money lender. And I was like, hey, can we make this deal happen? He said, yeah. I told him what I was going to do. He goes, I actually have a guy who would take cash for this right now. And I said, hey, if you hook me up with a cash buyer, this will be off my plate quickly. So instantly he gave me a guy who offered me 15000 above what I had for contract. And it went on from there. Mm. Did the hard money lender get a referral fee? He didn't actually. So I've done a couple deals with him. So he didn't ask for a fee. The guy that bought it from him was probably just going to borrow money from him to get the money anyway. So, uh, okay. So it's just a big team kind of pulling together of a person that had something and a person that had money. So, mm-hmm. what did you have it under contract for? Sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand, and he bought it for seventy-five. You said correct. And then the ARV of it was we guessed about one thirty-five to one thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. And, and it how- needed about $20,000 worth of work. Okay. Cool. What market was this in? Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Okay. Is that near Jenison? Yeah. I'm just southwest of Grand Rapids. So as I said, it's about 20 minutes away from Jenison itself. Okay. All right. You got that wholesale deal done. Your buyer was someone your hard money lender referred you to. How did you find that property? Word of mouth. Actually, it's a person I met from my daily job. He's a truck driver who came in who works local. And because I see him quite often, we talk. And I said, I I tell everybody that I'm into real estate. It's what I love to do. It's my passion, finding houses and renting them out. So he knew that that's what I want to do. I don't want to be in my nine to five forever. So When you say 9 to 5, you really should say my 3 a.m. to 1 p.m. That would be a good conversation starter. You should always say that. That, That's a good one. Sure. It's a job I have to wake up for no matter what. (laughs) Let's see. Just to be clear, though, about how you found it, it was a truck driver friend, but was it his property or did he drive by and just see it? Nope. It was his property. He was actually going to go buy his parents' property because they had passed on. So he wanted to move out of his current house and just go over to the other house that he was given. What about the other wholesale deal? Actually, that was a friend of mine. Him and his wife were splitting up. 
and they were behind about two months on their mortgage payment. And so they came to me because they knew I have a couple houses. They know I close on some deals. So they're like, hey, take a look at it. Tell us what you can do. We'll just give it to you for what we owe. And the numbers added up perfectly for me. So I, I took it and closed on it with the hard money lender. Okay. Well, you closed on it. So how was that a wholesale deal? Oh, sorry. So then I turned around and sold that property within a month because I let the next buyer financing for it. So mm. I put it under contract, actually closed on it physically, and then sold it off. Okay. What are the numbers on that one? I acquired that for 71000 and actually sold it for one twenty-five. Did you have to do anything to it? I did not. All I did was a closing document twice. Hmm. How did you find your buyer? That buyer, I think, came from Facebook. A couple of my friends were looking for places to buy. Somebody was like, hey, here, this is a lead on a house, and you won't have to pay realtor commissions, so buy it this way. Huh. Now, you bought it from a friend, and you posted on Facebook about the house. Did you second guess yourself since you bought it from them for 71, but you were selling it for 125 and you didn't do anything to it? No, I always offer to everybody. I say, hey, you know, I have a chance for a buyer. It could take some time. There's nothing to guarantee for a sale. You know, I tell them right away, I'm going to market it right away. You know, it's something that if I hold on to, I'll take the risk and have the tenants. If I can get rid of it right away, I'm going to do that. And most people that I've dealt with are very fine with it. All they want to do is just get rid of their headache. Mm -hmm. And their headache is the house or something they have, you know. So to them, I'm doing them a favor. To me, it's the benefit that I get for helping them out. Mm -hmm. Let's switch gears now. Let's go to your two duplexes and three single-family homes. I assume one of the duplexes is the first one that you mentioned. What about the second one? When did you buy it? What are the numbers? I bought that 2016. I paid 103. The value is actually about 142 right now. I've put $2,500 into it, and it's bringing in 850 per unit. Outstanding. Let's do some math. 850 times two, 1700. All in price 103. We'll call it 105. It's pretty good, 1.6% rent to overall all-in price. That's pretty darn good. Any lessons learned on that particular deal? Yes, on my second duplex, the lesson I learned, do a little bit better of inspections. The inspector that went through didn't notice that we had a drain issue that was happening in the bathroom itself. So mm -hmm. that's about where the 2500 came from. Oh, that's a big drain issue. <laughs> yeah, so we had it going through the um, pipes down oh. underneath the house, and it wasn't the city's problem. It was my problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. You just got to get it scoped next time? Yeah. Basically, right when I bought it, the new tenant was like, hey, you know, so you can get that drain fixed? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, you know, just, <laughs> just talk to the tenants a little bit more. And my issue, I guess, I bought it from the owner, you know, because it was for sale by owner. So I was a little bit hesitant to ask the tenants questions right then in fear of getting anybody in trouble. So I have to learn that I'm the one purchasing it. It's funny. After you close on it, so you got that drain fixed yet? It's like, wait, what? What? what's the problem? <laughs> okay. Let's see. With your hands-on approach, you don't have a property management company. What's 
a lesson that you've learned being a hands-on manager of three single-family homes and one duplex plus? Are you still living in the duplex? No, I live in one of my single families now. Oh, okay. So you're renting out both duplexes. So you've got six residents. What lessons learned on managing six different families or people? Don't hire the cheapest people. When you find a contractor to do work, definitely just make sure that the work they're going to do gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get lots of quotes, and sometimes when I started out, I, I took the cheapest quote just to make the job get done. But with the cheapest quote came the cheapest quality. Tell us about that job, please. I had a roof done on one of my properties. And say the guy was supposed to take two days to do the one half. It ends up taking four days to even get the half kind of done. He left nails all over the yard. There's still shingles all over the yard. took way too long, and the cleanup job was just horrible. Mm-hmm. What about the actual roof itself? It finally turned out well for now, let's hope. So, yeah. Um, the job finally got done. It just took forever. So my tenants were pretty upset. I told them it was only going to be a couple of days. You know, there's a lot of pounding for multiple days. It was one of the duplexes. I ended up buying both tenants gift cards to pizza. And I said, hey, you know, go out to eat on me. So it cost me more money to get them to be happy again. So mm-hmm. how would you screen a roofer knowing what you know now? What would you do differently? I would probably treat them more like tenants. I would call more references, get more pictures, just do more background research on their jobs. Mm. That's a nice way of approaching it. Screen your contractors as you would a tenant. I would suggest all best ever listeners do that. It's one of the biggest suggestions I can give all of them. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, I hope you got one more in your back pocket because here's the question. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Best advice ever. Get a mentor that knows what he's doing in your area because he or she will be able to give you all the knowledge that you're missing and he'll teach you along the way. How did you find yours? Through a family relation. My wife's grandfather went to church with him. Come to find out he owns 250 properties and just knows way more than I'll ever know. Mm -hmm. Every deal you've talked about so far, the two wholesale deals, and now this mentor, it's all come through friendships or people who you've already known. It hasn't been through Craigslist or direct mail. Are you doing any of that? I try Craigslist. I think the second duplex came from Craigslist. I found it for sale by owner on there. It was also listed on the MLS. I say it was listed for like 140 something. And I talked them down to the 103 mark. So I find talking to people and letting them know exactly what I do helps me. Because somebody always knows somebody. And so I want to be that person to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Do you go to meetups or any like local RIAs? I do go to meetups. Here in the Grand Rapids area, we have a Monday meetup. or the second Monday of every month. I try to attend every one of those. I find a couple wholesalers there. When you attend and you meet someone, what do you say to them? I tell them I'm a local real estate investor here in this area. If they're just starting out, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. If I don't know it, I can guide you to find somebody that does. If they're another investor, if you know something that's too small for you, too big for you, please let me know. I'm willing to team up and do anything. Let's make a deal happen. Mm. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Of course. Let's go. First, a quick word from our best ever partner, and we shall go. I can hear the excitement in your voice. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about, do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? 
even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there, too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com. All right, best ever book you read? The only book I've read, because everybody suggested it, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Wow, the only book in the history of reading in your lifetime you've read? I guess for real estate. I think I read one book back in middle school for school, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> what school did you go to where you didn't have to read more than one book? I went to a local Granville school here in Grand Rapids. <laughs> a ringing endorsement for that school district. <laughs> right. Best... right. That's why I give them a bunch of money. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Best ever deal you've done? My current house that I have now Again, family was going through some hard times. I had the opportunity to buy it for $86,000. So I found hard money. They gave me the money. I got to refinance it right away after all the fees and everything. Paid $101. It is currently valued at about $195. And that's about a year later. So just under $100,000 profit. Wow. And it cost me nothing out of pocket. And elaborate on that, please. I should have asked you about that before. It was like one of the sexy parts of the intro, and I forgot to ask about it. Sure. It was family that was behind on payments, getting ready for foreclosure. This is how I met my hard money lender, and I found out what it was. Because I was going to own or occupy it, and he knew that it had been purchased for about two twelve back in the day, that he was willing to give me the 86000 and I needed no problems. So I was on the phone with my lender that I've gone through my first duplex and my first single family. He goes, well, since you're going to occupy it, you can do a, a refi right away especially loans of value. So instantly, I borrowed hard money, and within the month before I had to pay my hard money lender back anything, the first month of interest, we closed the deal on this house and rolled all the fees into it because I was occupying it. Mm. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction that you haven't mentioned already? Not, not necessarily a transaction, but a transaction of getting tenants in. When I first started out, I didn't have a lease in place. I didn't have exactly knowledge of what to do with tenants. So that was a huge transaction failure. And what specifically do you put in there that you didn't have before? Oh, everything. Um, so my first lease was a lined piece of paper that just said, this person will occupy this address for one full year and pay money on the first of the month. And it had two signatures, hers and mine. Oh, my. And, yeah, seven months later, eight months later, she moved out, you know, and pretty much no questions asked, of course, because in that time, I had met my mentor, and he put a lease in front of me, and now it's five pages. It has everything, T's crossed, I's dotted, you know, and so it's, I've learned a lot, and I, I'm so glad I learned quickly. What's the best of way you like to give back? I love to coach, so... I have a daughter now, but I used to be a softball coach, a varsity bowling coach, anything to teach people how to do something. I still give back when it comes to real estate, any lesson I can teach anybody. Mm -hmm. 
And what would you tell someone who also has a full-time job and they want to do what you're doing but haven't got started yet? I would tell all of the best of our listeners that I am just an average person that if you want something bad enough in life that you're going to do what it takes to make it happen. Whether it's staying up till midnight and getting back up at 3 o'clock to go to work, you get three hours of sleep. You should work and hustle that whole entire time to get to where you want to be in life. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? I've listened to a couple of your podcasts and I'm going to give my phone number. They can reach me at 616-292-7605 or email nickwatkinshouses at yahoo.com. Outstanding. There you go, Nick. And best ever listeners, there's his digits, there's his email. Nick, thank you for being on the show Thanks for just being an inspiration for someone who's working hard and getting it done. I mean, you got that 3 a.m. to 1 p.m. job. You've got the wholesaling, the property management, and you're learning along the way and growing as you go. A couple things that stood out. One, just your work ethic. Two is screening the contractors as you would a resident that's a takeaway for every best ever listener. And then three, when you find an opportunity that doesn't fit what you're looking for, find a way to make money from it or add value to other people's lives. And in your case, it was the wholesale deal. So thanks for being on the show, Nick. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Joe, I truly appreciate your time. Thank you so much. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.